0: Welcome to The Better Way, a podcast by BuilderTrend. We are here to help you simplify and establish processes that will make meaningful changes to your company and help you achieve your goals. There's a better way to run your construction business, the BuilderTrend way. Tune in this season as our consultants Reese Barnes and Zach Ratovich will help you master your financials. In this episode, we're discussing financial reporting. Learn more how to outline what data can be reported on and how to start implementing reporting within BuilderTrend.
1: Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us for our final episode of Builder Trends Financial Series. Again, my name is Reese Barnes. I'm an additional training consultant here at Builder Trend, and I'm joined with my co-host Zach Rotovich. Zach, how's it going?
2: Good, Reese. Last one today, huh? Yep. Hopefully, right.
1: uh, hopefully they extend our contract. We get more of uh, <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat> some more projects. Maybe do like a project
2: management series. Get some syndication, series. right? Yeah, absolutely. Get, get some royalties. That'd be great. Yeah, that would be good. Well, uh, we'll keep Speaking of on. maximizing your, your profits, how to get syndicated.
1: Oh, uh, did you that was that was good.
2: Yeah. What, uh, what are we talking about today?
1: Uh, we are talking about how to outline what data can be reported on a builder trend. I guess I jumped over that completely. This is going to be emphasized this final series or this episode rather is going to be on reporting. Um, we're going to talk about the data that you actually can report on in Builder Trend um, as well as discussing how to start implementing reporting within Builder Trend. There's gonna be a lot of good pieces here because on a lot of my sales calls, especially, people are very curious and interested in obviously reporting on the data that they're putting in Builder Trend. So as far as that, Zach, where where are we starting and where do you want to start? actually directing the listeners.
2: Yeah, I think whenever <clears throat> we use the word report, we have to kind of take a step back and think about what what are, what are reports and, and what are we using them for? At the end of the day, it's a way to aggregate information, data to make important decisions about what happened with this job. And okay. where are we moving forward now? When we're talking about reporting in QuickBooks, there is a slight difference. The most common report we're going to see people using is what's called the profit and loss report. So, Reese, the P and L, yeah, Reese. If you were going back to that budget example way back in episode one, burritos, yes, right. If you were making yeah. that report for the month and you were trying to track how much money you made at the end of the job uh, or the month for you, in that case, excuse me, you could see the bottom line of. What was your takeaway? What did I spend? What did I make? And and that's my ultimate, you know, gross income in that particular project or budget. And that's what the PNL report is very commonly used for. It's it's just a way for a company to get a quick snapshot <clears throat> with all their considerations. The balance sheet is kind of like your company health. And so Builder Trend is not trying to take those reports out of the way you do things. And I, I think that's really important. What you are gaining out of the builder trend side is gonna be a little bit different. It's gonna be missing some important information like your payroll. If you're using a third party service to track that and it goes into your QuickBooks, right? Sure. Um, those types of things are going to be bigger picture, large scale, this is what is happening for my company. So what are you well, getting out of builder trend? Yeah, go ahead.
1: And I was just gonna say, <clears throat> you might touch on this. I might be a little early. Um, But the big thing is really understanding what reporting and information you're wanting to take from Builder Trend and what information or reporting you're wanting to take from QuickBooks. Because we hear a lot of people that we touched on, even on the QuickBooks integration episode, some people definitely talk about QuickBooks Desktop having better reporting than QuickBooks Online, when in reality, that is just simply not the case. The reality is, is you have to be looking in the right place for that reporting. So really understanding why you're looking for what you're looking for and where you're going to find it is, is a
2: big piece of this. And, and who is going to use those reports? Right. You know, the typical person who's pulling the P&L is going to be the people at the very top of the company. They might share that with their project managers, but there's information at Builder Trend that can be used by other people to help inform decisions. So it's it's just a, a way to supplement kind of what you're looking at. And it can be a little tough to demonstrate some of these things without looking at the program. So if you're listening right now, highly recommend that you... Think about what we're saying and take some action on it to follow up with the channels that we offer, you know, set up a, a phone call with your onboarding specialist, reach out to support and ask some questions, but I really reach wanted out to, to outline, yeah, reach out to Reese Barnes. And there was really key areas that I wanted to highlight <clears throat> as far as th- these are the things that you should be thinking about when you're trying to report. Now in Builder Trend, we have that reports tab and that has a lot of great things in it, but it also has things that aren't necessarily what I'm talking about today. These are kind of your builder trend 301 type reports that kind of are hidden in plain sight. They're all up at the front, but you have to learn some of the advanced ways to do it. You know, And
1: I think that's, that's definitely important to note on is we get a lot of clients that they're used to a program or a software that's going to be, I hit a button that says report and, mm-hmm. it, and it sends it out. When in reality, it's more important to look at what information am I trying to get? Right. And then what method am I getting it? We're going to touch on the different ways that you can actually find and build reporting into Builder Trend that's not going to be under the reports tab, but like Zach had already alluded to. Where yeah. am I finding this information? Where is it hidden? And, and actually what yeah. am I trying to extract? And, and
2: we'll it? even give you some action items here of kind of like where would I start? Yep. If I were starting my company tomorrow and I was trying to maximize my infrastructure of how Builder Trend is working, this is where I would go to make sure things would run smoothly from here on out. And that's the other thing. These, these things I'm talking about or will talk about are easily set up. You'll be able to reuse them again and again, but you kind of have to find your way into it at some point in order to start unlocking what's really there. Right. So budget is the first one. Now in Buildertrend, there is a budget tab, and it's pretty easy to get confused because you might think how you run your budget is how the system would actually run its budget. And that isn't necessarily the case. So you wanna keep in mind that that budget in Builder Trend is exclusively for internal budgeting. A lot of people wanna use that budget for their customer. And I understand why they wanna do that, cost plus builder, be transparent, but it leads to miscommunication confusion. Builder cost is what is always gonna be in that budget when you're looking at it, Reese. And then compared to your expenses, with your uh, subcontractors and other bills that you're paying out uh, to different vendors as the project is progressing. So right. that budget tab is the most commonly looked at page for people that are using the financials, but a lot of people don't actually take the time to sit and read kind of how is it doing. No, what's going exactly. on. Exactly. At the bottom right-hand corner, <clears throat> it gives you a nice little summary table that says job running total. That means your total contract plus change orders, plus any adjustments, the, the final number that your customer price gonna per pay, square foot. Right. If you filled out your price per if you filled out your square Whoa. footage, Whoa. you have to take the time to fill out that field. Okay. You know, there's there's something to be said about doing things the right way. But when you set up a job, if you just don't leave it or if you don't fill out that square footage, how's the program gonna know what the cost per square foot is? Right. It can't. You have to put how much square footage is in it and how what the contract price is, but you're right. If you do fill out that square footage option when you were creating the job, then it will have that calculation for you. Um, it also is, has total costs, and total cost <clears throat> means all expenses that you filled out to that point. That's the misleading thing about that, that summary table at the bottom of the budget is it's only really accurate at the end of the job, right? Because it's starting okay. with the total, and it's right. subtracting your expenses. So it's going to whittle gotcha. your gross profit down as you go. So at the start of the job, you haven't entered any expenses yet. And you're like, look at my gross profit. And that's kind of the danger of sharing it with the customers a little too early, or, you know, right from the beginning. Cause they're going to look at that and be like, Whoa, you're making a hundred percent margin on yeah. my project. Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah, this it's right. a great,
1: great job for us.
2: And the vast majority of people don't, they don't sh- show the budget, but For those of you listening that do, you have to understand it's not for the customer, it's for you. But at the end of the day, that budget is a report. And there's some cool things you can do with it that kind of loops into my second point, which is known as job grouping,
1: right? I love this feature. I don't know near enough about it. I think from what I do know, it makes a ton of sense. So
2: what do you have? It kind of goes back to what I said about filling out the square footage. Job grouping is easily missed, not a required field. And often ignored as far as what it's there for. Uh, when you're setting up a job in Buildertrend, you, you know you have to enter the job name and then you have to fill out the job type. And this always confuses people because they're like, oh, well, this doesn't fit exactly my project type. That's just for Buildertrend's internal reporting purposes so that we can run data reports on the types of projects that our builders are doing so we can cater features based off the volume of you know sure. remodels, new construction. It's a little in the weeds. Job groups are totally customizable and they're one spot below job type. The power in job grouping is I can say, all right, I do additions and I do kitchen remodels. When I'm looking at a budget for a job, I can say my job list include just this particular job group, just my kitchen remodels. Nice. And then I can click all listed jobs and look at the budgets across all the different job types. So now I'm Love getting it. big picture. How how profitable was I on kitchens last year? How profitable was I on additions? If I'm a new home construct uh, construction company, you might have plans. Well, a great way to have job groups are what is the plan type? Uh right. or the plan layout, you know, the the lavender and the, the Hamilton or whatever, you know, <laughs>
1: the mahogany. Yes.
2: Yeah. There's some creative <laughs> names. I, I do people get degrees on like naming plans. Or like, I've as well. I, I, like never Stone asked about that. Stone yeah. Um, and so that is how you can kind of, again, unlock the potential by taking a little extra time to think about, okay, what job groups do I want? Then when I'm filling out my job, making sure I tag that job at with the job group and then learning how to filter my jobs list in order to display that job group. So that sounds like a lot. You yeah, know, it it kind of seems like a big ask, but it's not. These are This is stuff that you're, mm. people look at every day. They just don't realize it that they're looking at it. It's literally in the same dropdown and it's on the jobs list. And it just gives you so much more control over how that information is going to be displayed. And what's cool is it doesn't just apply to the budget. So maybe I want to see all my expenses from the Bills and POs tab across all my jobs. And I want to narrow that down to maybe a specific vendor that I purchased a lot of money or a lot of supplies from. You know, if I want to look at all the POs for Bill's Lumber Yard, I can click all listed jobs, Bill's POs, and then everything will pull up and it'll even give me a total of how much I've paid versus how much I've contracted with him. That is really understanding the big picture of the program and why you're putting information in it, because ultimately you're going to be able to find things within the account using those filters and those grid settings and and the way that you kind of, kind of unlock everything as you get comfortable with these things that we're talking about.
1: For sure. And that's even just a, a couple of examples come to mind, but that is the important piece of understanding this isn't going to be a button that we click and builder trend automatically knows what you want to report on. Yeah. There's going to be some legwork in the front end, but for the people that are adamant about having the most accurate reporting that they can, it's going to require some upfront work. It's going to require some upfront work. It's going to understand the full capability of what am I doing and why am I doing it so that I can see if I'm doing additions and bathroom models yeah, And I'm pulling at the overall group of the year and I'm looking at my margins and what it actually cost me and what I was making money on. Then I can say remodels used to be, or bathroom remodels used to be 25, 50% of my business. I'm going to scale that back this year to 25 and I'm going to pick up the gap on additions because I'm making more there, whatever the case exactly. is. Yeah. So that makes a ton of sense, but that's that's the big thing is builder trend isn't going to know what to give you if the information isn't in there.
2: Yeah, and that's part of the process when you're onboarding these things is trying to keep as many of those things in mind while you're getting it off the ground, such as who's using this, right. who's going to benefit from doing it, and uh, so many times I'll go to offices and people are in the room discussing how they want to do things, and it's like they've never even talked to each other. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm asking questions like, "Do you need this Costco? Have you ever done this filter? You know, how do you guys run?" Uh, the handoff between sales and the production to accounting. And it's just like, well, we've always just kind of done it this way. And like, it, it's kind of interesting. Like, where do those processes come from? Take a step back and really think about how is that transition going to happen and then document it. But you also, yeah. And set up set up the infrastructure and builder trends so that it's easy to use too. So, you know, the job groupings, don't rely on your employees to add them for you. Go into the system and add it for them so that they're able to use it when you need them to. Don't rely on them to figure out how to operate the budget. Get a training with our team and have everybody in the room to talk about how the budget, right? And then follow up with us to make sure that, you know, you're understanding how that implementation is going. Uh, You have to just kind of think about from their perspective, if you just kind of lay it on their lap, it's going to be a lot more difficult to get it off the ground and change their habits to get that reporting features that they want. And it goes. With anything in the system, like we could be talking about scheduling and and that's just sound fundamentals, right? Making it as easy for them to use, but grid settings and filters are a big portion of that. So you don't have to worry about it later.
1: This all circles back to our, one of our earlier conversations. I can't remember what episode it was. I think it was Costco's. I think it was the very first one. When you're getting your team involved, this isn't one person deciding all of this. This is a strategic move to make it easier for your team and who's going to be involved.
2: Absolutely. Uh, another cool feature that a lot of people never get into is this idea of variance codes. Okay. And, and, I've heard it
1: all the time. Don't yeah. know all the details.
2: And it gets confusing because when you sign up for Builder Trend, we already have variance codes in the program. We just give them to you out of the box. It's right. not like the other cost codes that you can import. These are just defaulted in the system when you sign up for Builder Trend. Well, with these variance codes, think of it as like a flag. Okay, You get okay. a bill, and you know that that bill is over, but you don't want to forget about it down the project. By applying a variance code to it, it actually will flag it in the budget and move the costs into the variance column. Well, now it does a calculation where it says, hey, on this particular item, you estimated that it was going to be $1,000. It came in at 1100 and you flagged, a hundred dollars of it as a variance that'll tell you hey that was a 10 percent overage on that bill then you can lay that across all your projects so going back to that job type that we just discussed i want to see my kitchens and i want to look at my budget now i can see all the variance additions or excuse me variance expenses separated from my actual expected expenses and see this project had three four percent variance think about how powerful that is my experience, less than 5% of users have even, A, heard about variances, B, are using them effectively. Right. Um, and that's just another testament to the features of Buildersen that people just never get into uh, because they just are, are a little bit hesitant or they're a little unsure. Uh, sure. But it really does help you tighten up those margins just a little bit. And then you can start finding patterns. Okay, I'm going to go to my bills POs. I'm going to filter by variance codes. I'm going to see how many variances I've had in the last six months. And I can see how much those variants it cost me in real dollar amounts as well. Right. And all it was, was a little flag inside the bill. All I had to do was check a box. All right. So this was a, this was a variance. That
1: pays little, for your builder trend.
2: Absolutely. 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 That
1: Pays for a part-time employee that yeah. pays for whatever.
2: Right. Uh, and if it's a, if you do discover it's a vendor relationship issue, and it's always the same situation. Now you can, start Have a conversation. having a conversation or maybe looking for a new vendor, uh, as a means to, you know, save money on, in the long run. So, uh, so that, that, when we say reporting, it's all, it's just about that, that manipulation of the data and how a sure. little bit of extra work while you're doing the data entry can really pay dividends in the back end, which ultimately that's our goal is to help companies save money where they can, and, and even just take care of that, you know, subscription fee by saving them that cost. I actually at one point had a, a builder that caught a $30,000 variance because of our budget oh, system, right? And nice. they paid for our visit the and the Buildertrend subscription, just, just by a little bit of due diligence and teaching him how to pay attention while he's entering those numbers.
1: Sure. No, I love it. And that's, that's why Buildertrend is, yes, a software, but when we when we claim to be our clients as partners, you're, you're partnering with Buildertrend to make yourself a better business that's where it comes from because so many people look at it as storing documents, photos, time clocks, using some of the schedule. Those are
2: important, right? Very,
1: very. But what I'm getting at is, is if there is hesitancy or bandwidth on the client's end of not having time to dive into the details of this or really apply this, there is a monetary return tied to it. Um, And that's where, again, you know, whether you are working more and investing more time with our customer support or you are moving forward and utilizing our financial consulting or onsite consulting, Yes, there might be an upfront cost, but what's what's the return? Right. What's the return, and what does that actually look like from an efficiency and, and a tighter business standpoint? I'll let yeah. you keep going.
2: And no, it just it, sometimes it takes a while for the vision to come into into play. You know, when when you get Absolutely. into a new software, it's like whether you've been using Builder Trend for five years or two months. You know, if you're listening to this, I've seen it across the board, the spectrum of there are going to be light bulb moments when you start to undertake these financial features and really kind of see the potential of what it has so where do we start how do we how do we begin to do this uh, especially budget from, works yeah and that's that's the s- step number 1 of of reporting is really understanding deeply what that budget is doing how it works and and what happens and one thing i kind of glossed over is in this episode at least if you're listening just to this one your budget is the estimate so if you get your estimate in, in some shape or form, whether you're importing it, or you're just building it within the sales side and converting it, whatever, it doesn't matter. That's your budget, it's, it's already done. Right. But when you look at the budget page, there's a lot of, there's a lot of data that's in a lot those of columns. columns. Yeah, yep. and so you really wanna start there. Go watch the videos in the help center, call support, right? Make sure that that is clear. And then from there, start thinking about setting up those job groups. Okay. And getting that next piece and then layering on top of it. And then from there, there's a tab in the program that I think is just criminally underrated. And it's likely because of the naming of it kind of confuses people, which I understand it's called the PO payments tab. And what it really is, is the transaction tab. It tracks what is happening from an exchanging of money side of things. So on a PO, for example, we talked about POs in our job costing episode, I can make three, four payments against that PO. But if I go to the PO payments tab, I'm going to see each payment as its own record. Love that. So now I can kind of dig in and see like on this payment, there was a variance on this payment, there uh, was it. And also here's upcoming transactions because I've scheduled a payment. So then you can set up those filters and reports and dig into how you're going to utilize that to make decisions about cash flow, right? Because again, remember, you can you can view this across all your jobs. There's some really powerful tools in that PO payment set. That's where I would go after getting my budget established and getting my job groups. PO and then payments. from there, walk your users through how to use it. Sit down with your bookkeeper, with your employee, whoever, and show them how to use those filters. Did you know that you can customize the columns? Did you know that you can save these filters? This will save people time And annoyance, because whenever the page reloads, like the filter they had set up, disappeared. You can eliminate all that. And this format doesn't allow me to show that. But just for the listeners out there, believe me, you can easily dictate these settings with just a quick five-minute conversation uh, so that you're able to just again and again reuse the same information, the same data. Sorry, I'm on a rant.
1: No, I love it. And that's, again, not to be redundant, but to absolutely be redundant. (laughs) Call in to unlimited customer support. That's why we have it. We want our clients to succeed and use as much of the program as they can that's going to help them run a better business. If these are the things that you're interested in or you don't have the time in or necessarily the interest, talk to consulting. We can help take that off your plate. We have so many different channels for success that we, again, these these are money saving directly correlating to your business impacting decisions. Exactly.
2: So let's wrap this up we've spent a lot of time with the people out there and now it's time to say goodbye. Mm. And it's not goodbye. goodbye. Really. It's it's the start of a journey, right? It's the start of a journey. Yeah. Now changing the way the world builds. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, A better way, a better way. So if I had to start somewhere, obviously I would start with my cost codes. Look at that, take a hard, deep look at how we can uh, tighten those up, make things work more efficiently eliminate codes that are unnecessary and then i would have a conversation with my team to discuss who is going to be entering this data in the program who's responsible for uploading the budget right who right. is responsible for entering bills and po's in a builder trend how are we going to communicate this from one group to the next outline it write it down i literally sat with a guy in new jersey once and and helped him to find what a project manager looks like for his company Love and it. and and he had never done it he'd been in construction for decades and and it never really outlined. This is what we want to do. And I think that's just part of good business is saying, here is the, your job expectation. And, and this is how it works.
1: If you don't set the expectation, you as the owner or manager cannot hold your team accountable. You can't, you can't, it'll be a double, it'll be a double standard. They don't know what to expect. You don't know what to expect. Common knowledge is not supposed to be in the job description.
2: Right. Right. And that sometimes is, these things adapt on the fly. Uh, right. Obviously, people wear a lot of hats in the construction industry, but you still can have a general rule of thumb about who is going to do this information in Builder Trend uh, and make sure that it's it's, you know, if that person ever leaves, that it's an easy plug and play when that person, when you're hiring a new person to say, here's here's the expectation of what our user that you're replacing does. This is the system right. we use and here's how they used it. Keep people in mind in those conversations that you're having, like changing cost codes can be a really scary thing, especially if it's being used across multiple departments. They want to have input. I always tell people don't rush, have a team meeting, have it out. Right. Don't leave the room until that everybody can live with the decisions that are made Uh, because people are ultimately going to want different things. They have different goals as far as what they're trying to accomplish. Find the common ground and make sure you have those conversations. And then after you get those cost codes pick which feature to start with we've covered six episodes worth of content we're not recommending you try to tackle them all at once not at all we want to lay it out there for people to know hey this is this is your your buffet of options but you pick and choose which you think are going to have the biggest return on your investment and your time spent um, if that makes sense and it's going to take time to really learn deeply about these procedures, these, these financial features, keep builders right on the back of your mind. We know how to get people to use this. We have experience training people on the program, obviously, and we see it from all different types of businesses. I've worked with cabinet companies, flooring companies, landscaping companies, remodelers, new home constructor, commercial contractors. There's always a way with a little bit of conversation and a little bit of experience. People can successfully get these things ready to roll.
1: Absolutely the biggest thing is is even if priorities shift every single day for all of our clients you know everyone always gets excited they get hyped up they want to use more of builder trend i always say it's like anything else that you're wanting to do better at whether it's working out or building your business you have to allow and build the time in of this is my builder trend time whether it's lunch or 4 p.m on a friday or whatever it is. Team meetings. Talk about team them. meetings. Lunch over and in. learns. Lunch have the conference room, order in some sandwiches, get the whole crew in and say, This is the project management team. We're going to go over we're scheduling today. This is what we're going to be focusing on. Yep. You ha- it has to be a part of your business. And so many people, um, you know, it, it's tough to make that time. But once you do make that commitment and you do understand that builder trend is going to help you get to where you want to be, whether that's working less hours, working for more margin, scaling your business, hiring more people, whatever that is, builder trend will be a crucial piece in that. Uh, it's very capable. It definitely takes some effort, though. Absolutely.
2: Well, I think we've is said I it all, it?
1: Reese. I mean, I, a lot I, of fun. I really don't have much more to say, which is nope. a rarity. But yeah, hope,
2: hopefully it'll bring us back for our listeners out there. Maybe we'll yeah. get a little fan club going.
1: Yeah, that'd be good. We'll start a Facebook page. Yeah. We can, uh, we just, we'll start a hashtag, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Don't, don't, don't hold me to that. I have to talk to marketing first. <laughs> but uh, we might be able to do it. For the final time, are you going to do the sign-off? I don't even know. We used to have a good sign-off. Did we ever have a sign-off? Do the sign-off.
2: Yeah, we'll, we'll worry about that later on the next one. Thanks, everybody. We're calling it. Really appreciate your time. And uh, best of luck to you moving forward.
0: Thanks for listening to The Better Way. If you're a BuilderTrend customer, schedule a training to learn more. Our next season focuses on risk management. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss out. Visit buildertrend.com slash podcast to sign up for email notifications when the next season drops and explore our other podcast, The Building Code.